episode 1000. <laughs> I've done a thousand of these. It is hard to believe. On top of that, it's my birthday. And it's day three of the draft. What a great day to be checking out Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Guardians. Justin's watching the All-Star Game. I'm not going to be able to stay up super late. I'm feeling tired after a week of covering the draft. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Draft, as you can see on the screen, you know I, I talked about every single player they drafted. I sat there in all of the, the post meetings um, with the, uh, the assistant head of amateur scouting uh, to, to ask questions, get information. It was a fun weekend. It was an interesting draft, and we'll have it covered. But let's bury the lead here. I'm Jeff Ellis, host of Locked On Guardians, as I have been since baseball was added to the Locked On Network. And I say that because a thousand episodes. Now, were there like probably about four or five of these that I was not present for? Yes, but I, I had to be here for the thousandth episode. I had to. I've been here since the beginning. It's probably actually like you know episode nine ninety four for me. Cause we had some bonus ones from inside the network that we put up at points or we had, you know, there's one or two that Justin did without me, but for the most part, I've been here as you know, Justin's been a fantastic addition. Uh, and he'll be on, you know, we're going to have tomorrow off cause there's not much happening. And we gave you two shows on Monday. Then he's going to come back Fridays and talk to the all-star game. Cause I am not paying attention to that. And then he's going to do a preview of the second half. So I'm here cause the draft is my thing. We'll probably also have some draft in there. I'll have some thoughts in, in to put in. But I, I had to be here to do episode 1000, right? You know, when you've been here for so long, that's part of it. I mean, I was still living in Ohio when I started this podcast. I didn't buy this house that I was in uh, when, when I started doing this podcast. It was just a podcast. Uh, I think my first paycheck was like $23, you know, for doing 30 episodes. So it, it's it's come a long way. Uh, it is a fantastic group of people i work with i'm very happy to be here the draft was an absolute blast i hope we do it again that way next year um, i want to thank you i guess personally i'm saying out to each and every every day or people we talk to regularly i know i'm super behind on the comments it's it's draft week it's crazy uh, eventually i will respond to every single comment but the reason i respond to all of the comments out there and i get to see who those everydayers are is because i've been around so long and it's just it's you know thank you thank you because there are points where I didn't know if I'd still have this. And it's only because listenership keeps getting bigger and you guys keep being awesome. And everyone has made this such a positive environment where, yeah, it's like two hours, three hours of work every night. But it doesn't always feel like work because Justin's fantastic and because the listeners are so cool. Having said that, let's dive into the draft. We have day three here. And it's interesting. I thought they'd go a little crazier. They didn't. Uh, it's kind of fascinating. Not a single guy in the MLB top 250. Typically, we've seen them go with a few, but this was just this was a scouts day. This was a day where you trusted your scouts and they went for it. And it is interesting in that other regard where they only took two guys in the MLB top 100, uh, Valesquez and Clemmy, and that was it. Uh, next highest guy was Mooney, followed by Walters, and then Kasif, uh, CJ Kafis. So they ended up with five of the top 150. But they picked 
well, you know, hey, they picked four times the top 150. That's not too bad. But yeah, they they this was the scouts day on day two. And it started with Johnny Tincture. And before we got there, it was just like, I'm just sitting there watching. There goes Jack Payton. There goes Rico Nishida. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> everyone I wanted. And, and I didn't know Johnny Tincture well, I'll be honest. And I texted with um, with Taylor and Taylor's like, he's great. Now, we talked about Cooper Ingle being 5'10", and that's not ideal size for a catcher. Johnny Tincher is 5'8", so he's even smaller. But one of the things from um, talking with the uh, the assistant scouting director in that meeting, I didn't know and I didn't see posted anywhere on him, is he's uh, fluently bilingual. That's a big thing for catchers anymore. That is a really big thing. Uh, every report I got on Tincher is like gritty grinder, you know, future coach, uh, You know, works really hard. He's that guy. He's five foot eight, which, you know, was like their third five foot nine or smaller guy of the day. He's probably the second smallest guy in this draft after Tommy Hawk. And uh, amongst, well, he wasn't ranked in the two fifth, top 250. So that's why he didn't qualify for, for that tweet from earlier. But his whole life, he's going to be been doubted at that size. And he just keeps proving people wrong. Uh, he's a sandpaper type. And, but he's, he's a leader. He's a captain. Uh, he can do some impressive backflips. I tweeted those out. So he's, he's he runs well. Uh, good hit tool hit for a, a good average this year. I'm pulling up my, my, the notes, the guardian sent us as well. Uh, so I can get his exact stuff that, you know, he had 10 home runs, 14 doubles, a 310 batting average, 387 on base, uh, 53 games and throwing out 12, uh, runners this year. It doesn't say how many, uh, stolen bases he gave up, but yeah, he is just, you know, all pack 12, all defensive team. He's a solid catcher, third catcher. What I've been calling for, this team needs to draft catchers. They took three. I love Velasquez to death. Absolutely love him. I, like I said, that is my favorite pick. Uh, Cooper Engel, it's it's a little bit of a harder path for me to go. Tincture's interesting. On day three, I think he's a solid selection. Uh, in the 11th round, I was just surprised. Normally, they go for a little more upside, a little more ceiling. This is a guy where he should probably go into low or high A. Uh, Velasquez is going to go to Arizona. But Tincture and Cooper Ingle, like maybe Ingle goes low A and Tincture goes high A. But these guys should go into the upper minors pretty quickly. Uh, it, but I think that's a it's an interesting selection. Smarts, great teammate, decent athlete. It's just like, if he was six one instead of five eight, it wouldn't be an issue. It's just can he hold up? Uh, came back in the twelfth round with Keegan Zinn, a six three pitcher from Lake Mineola High School in Florida, a uh, two-way player. Not two, um, yeah, he was a two-way player. I mean, almost everyone is a two-way player in high school, let's be honest. Uh, but he was a, a multi-sport athlete. And from I was trying to find information on him because he wasn't you know, the most uh, noted guy, 6'3", 160, right-hander. But finding stuff, it looks like uh, his dad is the JV coach there at Lake Mineola. So coach's son, didn't see that listed anywhere else, but I read an article about a player there. And I mentioned a Randy's in as the JV coach. I got to assume that's if not his dad, he's got a relative who's the JV coach there. Uh, he's committed to Liberty and I, you know, they're going to sign him. He had a 19.97 strikeout per nine, uh, which is pretty good to have 20 strikeouts per nine on your average. Uh, he allowed just one home run in the last two years. So he was a productive player turned 18 in March. Uh, you know, just uh, someone that the Florida scout must have liked. Just kind of a typical right-handed pitcher. You're going to see if they can develop him and 
you know, what he has uh, a little more athletic than some of the other guys. Uh, nothing wrong with this selection. Wasn't the most exciting one. The problem for me with Zinn is he was right between Tincture, who the more I read about and the more I got texted about, I loved. And then Jacob Bresnahan, who the first bits of information I got were not seemed out of date. And I, I want to spend some time on him because I think he's one of their most interesting selections, honestly. So Zinn is just unfortunately for him between the two guys that maybe, I don't know if I want to say they're the most interesting because Kyle Scott's really interesting as is Barrett Reebok. Uh, I mean, everyone here is at least kind of interesting. There was no dull picks today for the Guardians. Bresnahan, I first got that he was like 5'11 and hit 84. And then I found out, no, he's six foot four lefty who touches 92. Uh, I, <laughs> I think I got corrected by one of their scouts, which is fine because I had bad infos. I told him I'm going to delete my tweet and I'd rather have good and correct information than wrong information. Uh, so when you're looking at Brezhnev, he's a two-sport guy, a more accomplished two-sport guy, committed to the University of Oregon, just turned 18 at the end of June, so young for his class. He was a 4A, uh, led the school to the 4A state championship game. They were runner-up. That's the best his school has ever done. And I was trying to see if they, no, they don't have his velocity in here, but he was a guy who just seemed to get bigger and stronger. And there was better information on kind of late in the process. Uh, I tweeted out an article that had some really great information. Uh, one of the interesting things is one of his favorite activities is chess. So he'll fit right in with other people in Cleveland's clubhouse. Uh, I'm just going to just pull up the exact bit here, but yeah, I, the first bits of information I had were off. So if you saw some of my early takes and you're like, hey, that's not what I heard, it's because I had bad info and you got to own that. And the thing is always to to make sure you get it right in the end. And I feel like I got it right in the end. And when I got it right at the end, I saw exactly why the Guardians like this kid. And that is a, you know, he's gotten bigger late. He is adding velocity, you know, throws hard, a little bit under the radar, good curve, good student, cold weather. Uh, I think it was, was it him specifically that like he didn't want to throw the curveball? And I heard a story about like his dad saying that uh, he should throw it more and that that was, he kind of resisted, didn't want to listen to his dad. Slider, curve, change, uh, loose, easy delivery. That comes from my buddy Taylor Blake Ward. Yeah, he's he's a good, solid left-hander, good athleticism. That's kind of why I liked that pick. I think there's a lot to build on with him. Uh, speaking of things we need to build on, I need to build on a commercial break. We're going to come back from that. And I still got seven more guys to talk about. So buckle in, have fun on today's Lockdown Guardians. Bird dogs. So I don't have anything bird dogs on me today. Uh, the day one of the draft, I had my coffee mug, the Yeti one that you get for free when you, uh, use the promo code locked on when you get your pants. And that's what I was drinking some nice, uh, cold brew coffee through. So I could stay awake through the draft. It, it kept it cold. It keeps a good temperature and it's a nice thermos, but that's just secondary. Gotta be honest here. The best thing are the shorts. That's what I wore on day two of the draft. Cause I knew that's the day I was going to sit the longest. So I was wearing those, uh, and they're just great all purpose shorts. They're my favorite shorts. Bird Dog sent us two pairs. Every time they're clean, they're worn. They're the best shorts I own. Uh, they have made me a fan of theirs. They're comfortable. They're, you know, you look good in them. They have a, you know, the the inner lining helps you look better. So it's not just that it's like, hey, these are a really comfortable short. If it was just that, great. But it's the fact that it helps you look better. You can use it for any occasion. You can 
Uh, you know, Justin took him on his honeymoon. I have fallen asleep in mine. They're so comfortable. It is a fantastic piece of clothing. It is my favorite shorts. And that's not because they're an ad. That is like legitimately, these are my favorite shorts. If you saw me on the streets, you'd see me in them. When I come back to Ohio this summer with family, I'm packing both my bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or in a promo code locked on MLB for the free Yeti style tumbler with your order, which is again a great secondary item that you get completely free. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or or promo code locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take off your bird dogs, we promise. And your reminder uh, to check out the second half of the season on Sirius XM radio. Just type Guardians into their search and it'll take you right to it. So we gotta we gotta dive in here. Brezhnehan, Tincture, Keegan Zan, all interesting guys. All you know, like I said, none of them like top two fifty ranks, but that doesn't always matter. These are guys that the scouts went out and found. This was a day for the scouts, uh, and we'll get to like some of those really scouty guys later on. Next up, Zane Morehouse. He's already twenty three. He's an older player, but he bounced around a bit. He's a starter reliever. The you know I I had a report uh, from someone who's like I think there could be more there. So I, I asked the you know the assistant scouting um, director uh, Paul Fitzgerald I believe uh, is his name. I'm having a bit of a senior moment. It's been a long few days. <laughs> uh, it's like I know he's 23 in age and that's older, but isn't he like younger in pitcher years because he's bounced around so much? He hasn't had consistency, and he, he agreed. He's like, yeah, no, 100. That's the case. Fastball slider. They said he's undefined on what he'll be, which is what they said also about Jay Driver. And I think that's interesting because. I interpret both those guys going to the bullpen. Like if they're a starter, they would say they're a starter, but, and there's some command issues with Morehouse in his career, Texas, but it's a very good fastball and a lot of movement on that slider. He was an occasional closer for them. I think you're betting on getting more. Uh, Texas's recent developmental history is not great. Let's just be honest. This is uh, a situation where we have seen some guys from Texas not quite live up to building Tyler Wells this year, Tanner Witt, you can't blame them. He came back from injury, but we've seen a lot of guys kind of slip in their final year at Texas. Um, Ty Madden, you know, his recent high pick from there. So I, I don't think it's necessarily a strong place for development. And people think there's more in his, you know, he's, he's six foot four, 200. So you get that fastball slider as two plus pitches. I mean, this is a potential back end ACE type, which I know people are gonna be like, well, great. Three relievers in the top 14 with Andrew Walters never have enough relievers a, and they're always a tradable asset. And by the time most of these guys are ready, guys like Enyale and 99 are going to be off their contracts. They'll be done. They'll be looking for the next. You you have to keep that pipeline running because relievers are so expensive to buy. So I like that pick. Next up, Kyle Scott, Lock, Lackawanna College in Pennsylvania. I'd never heard of it. I'll be honest. Didn't know Kyle Scott at all. Uh, texted or DM'd, I should say, my good buddy and the the king of of Juco data. Brian Sikowski over a perfect game. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's some colorful metaphors to describe how good his stuff is. Um, just very inconsistent. Uh, I, I, I won't use the exact wording cause uh, I'd be in trouble here, but you know, he was, they have some data over from perfect game. His fastball was 92 to 96 in the press conference. They said he was touching um, high upper nineties slider 78 to 81, but 28, rotations per minute that's above average curveball 73 to 76 at 320 that is way above average that curveball bites so it's the secondary pitches are utterly fantastic he's 6'1 220 um a little undersized gonna need a little bit more from him but my goodness 
you know, looking at what he has in terms of spin and velocity and, you know, his, it was conflicting data on him. So it was a little bit hard in terms of just stats, but if my stats are right, 14 Ks per nine last year, the walks were a little bit higher, but he has a really interesting arm. Just finished his sophomore year. Couldn't see where he's committed to um, in anything, any of the data I looked at. And I should check the Guardians one. But you're you're betting on what they've seen in, in those outings this year. At, yes, it's a lower JUCO level. So it's I think it was like listed as JUCO 3. I didn't realize JUCO kind of had that. But you're betting on when you see those spin rates and that velocity. And he is, I, I would have never thought to scout Lackawanna College. Uh, kudos to the scouts. Who, who discovered and found him, um, spent that time. Yeah, I just don't have the time to get in the Juco guys. Next up, Matt Hewer Might have been their most famous pick of the day. You know, he's a guy who's been known for a while, 6'4", 230, solidly built kid. Another guy who a lot of people think might be a reliever long-term. He is homeschooled. Uh, so a lot of his stuff was from uh, the Future Star series or like basically from events. He's a guy who shows up at events. He is 19, turned 19 on the 7th. So when they go and get a guy who goes against type, we know they like age-based models. I've always said, look at those guys that they go against type. If they think he is good enough, in spite of the fact that we know that 17 is a big negative, then that should say something about that player. So Hewer right now, I believe, is fastball slider, mostly. Uh, he's uh, The reason he's homeschooled, before anyone gets you know conspiracy theory or anything like that, his family owns a huge ranch. They're, um, I believe, meat farmers in general. He's a 4-H kid. He's, you know, out working on the farm, helping out his family. And, yeah, he's just, he's a big, strong kid. Throws the ball hard, really can shove it, as they say, uh, for throwing it hard. And you send him out as a starter. If it doesn't work out, he's got a great reliever profile. But I see what they like with him because it's fastball slider. What do they like? Fastball slider. It's a really good fastball, really good slider. And... I think he is, you know, a very interesting kid. And again, probably the most famous guy. I mean, maybe Tincture because uh, he played in a major program. But other than him, uh, no major. And, and Morehouse is a Texas piece of reliever. So I think, you know, Mac Hewer in the draft scene was probably the most famous guy on this list. Uh, made some people's top 200s. Next up, Barrett Rybach. I did not know at all. So I also, going back to Brian Sikowski, and he, here's the exact quote from Brian over at Perfect Game. Brian does Juco better than anyone. Love Rybach, speedy, very good defender in center field, contact over power, good tools. His coach says plus plus makeup. Um, now I saw some conflicting reports on his age. Uh, the one place had him as being like 16 on his high school draft day. The checker on, we'll go with the MLB draft tracker one, which says that he is um, soon to be 21. So that would be different than the soon to be 19 that is listed elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, he is, he stole 59 bases this past year. Uh, he hit over 400 in the Juco ranks, uh, 467 this year, or no, I'm sorry, 423, 58 stolen bases. Uh, yeah, I mean, this guy, he won the, uh, Juco gold glove in the outfield. He's committed to go to Oklahoma, going to a, you know, a major program. He's a really good get. Uh, no doubt center fielder played all three spots, gets on base, does not strike out. I know it's not the most exciting, but he is six two one ninety. He's bigger. He's growing. Uh, it, it's a good profile. I, if you had a problem with it, I, I understand Paris Juco in Texas, maybe not a place that is as well known, but great performance, good tools, great reports, high, high level production. 
and committed to go to a major program. Those all stand out to me. We're going to take our next break here. We're going to come back and talk about three more pitchers in this year's draft class on today's Locked On Guardians. It is never easy to ask for help. And I first want to start by saying that this episode is sponsored or brought to you by BetterHelp. And it's right there in the name, right? When when you're feeling down, uh, sometimes it's hard to talk about what's bothering you or you feel embarrassed by it. Listen, there's all things that get us down that we feel embarrassed by. Uh, I think I mentioned before, like I, f- I felt my heart beating out of my chest. I had so much anxiety the first time I hopped into one of these team conferences to talk with uh, you know, the Paul Hoynes and Mandy Bell are asking questions. Uh, I never turned my camera on because of my self-conscious issues. But I, I asked my questions. Justin did as well. But it, it's things like that. It, it's sometimes you need someone who isn't family, who doesn't have to be nice, to just talk to you, give you someone who can help you work through, through things and maybe help you change your mindset or give you tools to help you in those situations. If you're starting thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to fit your schedule. And listen, I in real life, I've had this happen where I've had a therapist and we just didn't gel. And then you you have to pay and it's hard to go through the process sometimes of finding a new one and you know going to a new location guess what better help you don't have that problem they just switch your therapist no problem no questions asked no extra charge so let therapy be your map with better help visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown and will be today get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash locked on mlb and reminder to check out all the games in the second half on Sirius XM radio. Just type Guardians in and they will have you taken care of. Speaking of taken care of, I hope episode 1000 is as exciting for you guys as it is for me. I still can't believe we are a thousand in, uh, but I'll, I know you're here for the draft. And I want to thank everyone who hung out with me during the draft, sent me questions, um, you know, to those everydayers. Uh, I don't want to mention names because I don't have everyone off the top of my head, but to the people who like did super chats, I, I'm still blown away by that. It's days later and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Like, you know, here's what I like the comments. I almost never have to delete. And if I do have to delete someone making personal attacks in our comments, it's someone who I've never seen before. The lockdown guardians, uh, whole group, the everyday airs and just people who catch us from time to time, just a great group of human beings. And I just want to say, I appreciate you all. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed the the draft content. I know some people, it's not their favorite. So make sure you comment below. Who was your favorite pick? Uh, did you like the draft content? Do you want more next year? Because I can always maybe throw some Saturday bonus shows because that's always, I mean, draft content is what I love. If you want less, I, I don't know if I can help you with that, but, you know, comment, let us know. So let's get back into it. Uh, we have the last three picks in this draft. Matt, Jace, Jack, J-A-C-H-E-K. My dyslexia, it's hard sometimes, from Indiana State. Crazy thing about him is he almost doubled his walk rate this year from a year ago. I say the crazy thing about him is that because he was still 12th in the nation in walks per nine, uh, it was a little, it was like 1.4. Last year it was 0.8. Both years he was a starter. 5'11 righty. He's going to turn 21 at the end, or um, 22 at the end of the month, my bad. Uh, Senior sign here. And what have we talked about recently on this podcast is this team has a backfill issue. Like, Austin Peterson, Parker Messick probably shouldn't have still been in high A. There's other pitchers in high A, but they don't have guys they can push up and go. Much like with Adam Talak a year ago, and I'm blanking on the other guy that took. What I like about Jace Jackick is 
he's a guardians type you know he, he has command control maybe they can find a gear and get more and then maybe he's a better prospect than i'm giving him credit for that is very possible but if he's not he's a guy who can go to low a like they did with someone like tall last year and help you push up some of those other guys like peterson like not a knock on jassic but peterson was a you know, a ninth round pick. He was a day two guy. You want that guy moving up. There's no reason for him to still be an A ball. So I like this pick because he fits their approach. He fits their models. He's a guy where they might be able to get more of. He's going to be undervalued because he's a sub six foot right-hander. Impeccable command and control. Impeccable. And you look at those numbers, again, 12th best walk rate in the country. That's when it nearly doubled for him. And it's still the 12th best in the country. Um, he was really good this year in general, and he was also an all-defensive team selection and a scholar-athlete. So smart kid, defends his position well. Uh, hopefully, we see him actually pitch this year. Now, a guy we likely will see pitch this year is the next selection, Josh Harlow, Mercer University, Georgia. He was actually at the beginning of this month at Arkansas. He's in the transfer portal. I don't think he's transferring. I think he's going to sign. Cleveland is a team that signs all of their picks. Let me just say that now. Don't ask, oh, so is Mac Hewer going to be hard to sign? Yeah, but they're getting it done. Um, I actually thought they'd have more money to spend than this. I, I'm always, I always underestimate how much guys are going to cost though. So that should be no surprise. Uh, but they're going to get everyone signed. Harlow is, you know, he's one of those many players that was affected by 2020. He's got that extra year of eligibility. He might have been able to get an extra year for this year because he missed most of this season um, after one of the scariest injuries pitcher could have. He took a, a line drive off the face. And I, it caused him to miss a good chunk of the year. I didn't know what the injury was. And it line drives off of players don't often get reported. I remember when that happened with Pat Light at University of Akron. I had to like ask when I was in the press box, what's the deal? And they're like, well, he got hit in the face. And I'm like, but it's not like, you know, you're not going to show that video. Thank goodness. But it sometimes doesn't always get reported. So that's what happened with Harlow. He is, you know, another guy who is technically a four-year senior, but had another year of eligibility. Uh, he's performed very well at Mercer the past couple of years this year due to that injury. He just didn't get those opportunities. Um, you know, early in the season, he was the so Southern conference pitcher of the week. Oh, the same week trying to, the hitter was somebody I knew uh, when I was looking at that, uh, as a big name in the draft, but he has been a, a good performer for multiple years at Mercer. Uh, and again, much like with Jasic, this helps that backfill problem. This helps them get some guys, and especially with Harlow, because he didn't pitch much this year. Once he signs, he should immediately go to low, ball, low A. Like, he should be there immediately, because he needs more innings. He only did three to four starts this year, I want to say. He is a guy that needs those extra innings, and he should just immediately uh, go and perform. Oh, I forgot to mention Kyle Scott is currently pitching in the Cape. I don't think we'll get to see him pitch any more in the Cape, by the way. But uh, some of these players were already in the Cape going right now. And the final pick is uh, Ryan Marone. Hopefully I got that right. A lefty, six foot two, uh, Harlow, six three. I don't think I mentioned that. Matt Hewer, six four. So a bit more size today. But he... Uh, it was a North Carolina NC State commit, which again, big program. So you know that that also reflects on just you know the type of player he is, and uh, you know that that he is a well, he may not be a ranked guy. That if you're getting you know to go to a program like that, you're a pretty good pitcher. Um, low 90s fastball slider, curve, and change for him. And this past year, he had a .35 ERA, so that's pretty good. 
uh, high school career, 103 strikeouts to 14 walks. Now it's high school. So, you know, he was also a, uh, he was the classics all state baseball team in Virginia. I, this team need more lefties. Uh, wasn't that what someone told me that uh, was the ESPN graphic that that was the weakness in the system. Well, here's an interesting left-handed pitcher uh, that they added as well as with Harlow and, you know, Jacek, they now Marone here will go to, you know, complex league. These other two guys should go to low A uh, and help out with some of that backfill. They added in general, you know, we talked about yesterday was all pitching or all hitting. I should say that, you know, they added Jay driver and Wilkinson at the end. And then it was a bunch of hitters specifically, mostly ACC guys today. They had 10 selections and they took only two hitters, Reebok and Tincher and they took eight pitchers and then there were, I think, was it four high school guys, two Juco guys and four college guys. So a, a very even split there as well. And like I said, this was a scouts day. These were not, uh, you know, like I said, Morehouse is a Texas tinctures at Washington. That's kind of names. Hewer was known. And, and if you're diving deep on things like perfect game and stuff, those, those are kind of known guys, but this was definitely a class that is, I think a scouts class. This is the one where the scouts did the damage. I want to thank you all for being with me for a thousand episodes. I'm going to keep saying it because I don't know. It feels like an amazing accomplishment. Uh, it is just unbelievable that you people out there still want to hear me chat and talk. We are gaining followers all the time and moving up the rankings in terms of the Lockdown podcast. So I just, again, want to express my appreciation to the Lockdown Guardians team. Uh, we do have a new Apple re- review. I'm going to have to get to that next week, but I want to thank you to anyone who leaves an Apple review. I read that. Uh, you know, thank you all for being fantastic and make sure that, uh, well, we're going to have an off day tomorrow that you give yourself some off days and that you take care of yourself out there. I really do appreciate all of you and go, go guardians, go 1000 times, 1000 episodes.